0: Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. wish it. i A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more from deep inside the Man Cave. Your host, Elias. Christian, welcome to the cave. Uh, thank you for joining me today yeah thanks for having me man i appreciate it exciting times for you my friend i've been watching you on social media and everything man you're glowing man you're excited about your latest project that we're about to talk about and
1: sometimes like i feel like um i don't know i guess the filmmaker sometimes can be a mysterious figure and i'm more like excited in a way that's like earnest where it's like yo i made a movie that's so hard like amazing like isn't it it's like fun you know like there's something joyful about the the movie-making process that I'm, you know, honest about, I guess, you know?
0: Amazing, yeah. Uh, before we get into the project, I want to know, like, what made you fall in love with movies and you wanted to jump behind the driver's seat and get going with your career? You know, it was, like, uh, a lot of it is motivated by family,
1: like, I think. Like, my family is, like, super into film, like, like very, very much so. Like, it was, like, kind of, like, growing up the most... Um, like, powerful thing that united us, I think, you know? Like, mm-hmm. we've always, like, went... I went to the movies every week on Friday um, in, in Puerto Rico, like, where it would be, like, four bucks a ticket, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Kind of amazing, actually. That's, like, such a good deal. Um, and then, like, I lived across the street from a blockbuster, and I would rent movies, like, all the time. And, um, and then my uncle was kind of, like, this, like, crazy like curator collector of films on VHS so he had a massive massive collection like, I'm talking wall to wall um which was always so cool to go inside his room you know like and see all that and then like you could always just find so many cool movies and he would like do different movie nights where you would watch like I don't know three vampire movies in a row yeah. or three robot movies in a row and so that was kind of like the energy and I think a lot of my film like
0: education came from that really early on, you know. Mm-hmm. What movie did you fall in love with why with, with this whole journey?
1: Oh, you know, I I love a lot of films. Are you talking specifically for this one? Like, if you were the last? No, I mean, like, just like oh, just, in go, just, oh, just, in just just in general, general. Yeah, I think Back to the Future is one that I kind of always went to. Like when I was a kid, um, that movie had such a magic to it. It was so clever and so cool, and it's like so rewatchable and i still watch it till this day and i still watch it with friends family i go back to it constantly it's still a film that like stays with me like i don't know why it's just like so easy to watch you know like in a good
0: way yeah um now this was like one of your first features uh any pressure with all this did you lose any sleep with this (laughs) yeah you lose sleep you could lose sleep
1: (laughs) for a lot of reasons uh was there pressure uh yeah you know it's like uh, making a film is like difficult, you know? It's like kind mm-hmm. of pushing a boulder uh, to the top of a mountain and then it comes back down and you got to do it again and do it again, you know? And it's like putting it together is hard kind of um just like, but it's a, it's a joyous like thing. Like it's a very cool type of like difficult, like it's almost like puzzle solving in a weird way. It's like how I looked at it. Like you're always kind of trying to um figure out things as you go and like and also it's just great to just be able to like express the vision about a script you love and like um put together a world in a unique way and like work on the performances and like work on what it means and like how it connects to audiences you know and like I think just it was you know it's difficult but it's also like and for me at least it felt like being home you know like I always yeah. felt um, I felt like I was like present in a place that i should always be like sort of like where it's like almost like the most truthful version of myself comes out on set like i'm very like oh damn i'm home like this feels
0: right you know Yeah. how did it feel on the last day when you finished everything you do want to go home oh man (laughs)
1: oh well more so than that probably the last day of shooting the spaceship was probably the craziest that one was hard because like you're watching people like break down the spaceship and I spent so much time there and it became kind of like during those days of shooting became kind of like a home. And I like sat down and I was sitting in the living room where so much of the film takes place. And I was like, I teared up and I was like, damn, like this is crazy. Like I got through this part of the film. um, And now it's kind of gone, you know, and, but now it lives forever on, on, you know peacock. i'm peacock yeah that's peacock a,
0: a, did you uh did you take anything home to remember this movie oh yeah i got the steering wheel for the ship
1: Christ, <laughs> Christ. i did i kept it i was like i'm right. keeping that steering wheel and i took it and uh i'm gonna mount it at some point amazing
0: so the movie's uh the movie's uh, streaming out peacock and everything i watched it the other with my wife my wife loved it she loves those romance type of friendship movies you know so we enjoyed watching this uh Cool. What do you what are you hoping for? Like when uh, somebody goes and watches it for the first time, what are you hoping they get out of this film?
1: Um, I've been a lot of people have been texting me and sending me messages and stuff about it, and I think I'm getting the the reaction I wanted. I think for the most part, like it's like people see an earnest portrayal of love. I think like I think okay. most people seem like charmed and like fall in love with the film and like. I think for a lot of people, it almost feels like an instant classic, you know, for them. Like, that's been the reaction I've been getting, at least. You know, like, someone verbatim said, oh, this is, like, an instant classic or a cult classic already. Like, I could see myself watching this movie multiple times, and I was like, wow, that's so generous and cool, and that's kind of, like, what I was hoping for the most, you know? Like, people, I think it's a really good film for couples and people who are, like, kind of starting to fall in love or really want to like
0: see love on screen on some level. Yeah. You know? mm. When you, when you got your hands on the script, what uh, went through your mind and how were you approached out uh, for, to work on this project too?
1: Um, it was like through, um, I was looking for scripts and then um, Angela Barasa's script just like really, really touched me. Like I was just like blown away by the quality of the script, you know, and uh, like the, the words on the page and like the, the innovation of it all as well, because I think a lot of it, it just felt so fresh and like also like really subverts tropes. And like it felt like even though it's a lot of it, sometimes it's just two people talking, yeah. I was captivated, you know, Um, in the same vein that like before midnight or um, Hallie, uh, when Harry met Sally or yeah. films of that tradition do so often involved just two people talking dinner with andre you know dinners at andre um stuff like that where it's like oh wow like this conversation that they're having that kind of moves through the ship is so interesting you know and so true to like things that a lot of people might feel or think
0: about you know when you were going through the script and everything did you have any ideas also like maybe you wanted to change something or like just a collaboration between you and the writer Oh yeah, there was definitely like some like I mean for the most part the script is pretty preserved. There were just like yeah. little things
1: that were like, oh, how do we emphasize or do callbacks occasionally mm. things, you know? Like I think if I had one strong contribution, maybe it was like uh some some of the mirroring between them occasionally. Not not most of it was already there, but there yeah. was one that I remember having to do with um kind of like um mirroring at a certain key point, like, in a big way to kind of create a nice loop that hits, mm-hmm. I think, really well. And then um, some of it was, like, like little punch-ups that happen on set, too, you know, in terms of, like, you know, you see the actors perform it and then suddenly you're, like, oh, well, this could use, like, this punchline would happen yeah. or, like, you would add, like, a little tag to the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, like, sometimes I would, and sometimes that was visual, too, you know, like, When they're finished dancing and without getting too spoilery and she says like knocked up and i kind of wrote in like in my head the dropping down part to make it a even bigger joke you know so stuff like that i would kind of work but she was a great collaborator and really honestly the essence of the story and the the script didn't change much from from what we originally received we just maybe added little
0: things here and there like little sprinkles yeah would you say the film's like very colorful too in a way? There's like it's yeah. like a lot of brightness in there too.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I'm more excited by pushing the boundary, you know. Like I think films have like, and there's no knock to every film, but there is like there is some stagnation sometimes visually mm. with films that happens that yeah. sometimes films will plateau based on like a trend or a look that becomes popular. And I was more interested in kind of trying to push like into a lot of color spaces and like push the boundary of like how colorful can you make a film without it going to like, well, you can break a film for sure. Like, I mean, I don't know. I'm curious about agro drifts honestly, because that looks like a color nightmare. <laughs> like, you know, like <laughs> it looks cool, you know, like I'm curious about it just from infrared camera vibes and all that. But like my film, I was just really trying to do it like um I was also like I think there's something great about films that just know they're a film you know like Mm -hmm. I am a film so like the film can just be present and like that and accept like tricks and lighting cues and little things that make films magical right and be self-aware of it and usually utilize it to tell the story better so like I think for me it was creating like a color space that was emotional I think like you're kind of tracking their emotions through the colors on the film. And sometimes they're separated by color. Sometimes they're united by colors. So there's something powerful about that. So I was definitely, from the start, was like, yo, I need to make
0: this amazing colorful film. <laughs> yeah. I know we can't talk about spoilers and everything, but uh, throughout the film, you notice a few these reference too. Is that your idea yeah. to put those yeah. in there?
1: Yeah. I, 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 uh, I'm a big, like, proponent of nostalgia as a language of love, you know? Yeah. Like, I think, yeah, right? Like, it's, like, one of those things where, like, the preservation of something old sometimes is a form of love. And, like, when we share our favorite tape or favorite piece of vinyl with someone, the level of intimacy of that is really powerful to me. Like, I I, I feel like um, one of my love languages is gifting people vinyl, right? Like, I mm-hmm. give someone who I love a piece of vinyl, and um, that's a nostalgic act, you know, you're kind of trying to hold on to something that is bygone. And, you know, maybe you remember it's sweeter than it actually is. So by having all that kind of um, sort of eighties, nineties sort of yeah. sort of referential texture, I felt the film was kind of speaking to a love language or this
0: feeling of longing of something that might be gone, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, What a great cast! First of all, how did you go about like casting the perfect Adam and Jane? Like, what certain certain things you were looking for for each person? Uh, I was I wanted some like I wanted a magical pair, you know. Okay.
1: And um, when I was doing chemistry testing, uh, Anthony Mackie and Zoe, you could tell there was just something about them together that made me imagine the film as like very much like a fun. Like, I could see them just becoming friends, which actually ended up happening. Like, they became friends in the process of making the film and they were, like, there was just a bounciness to them and it felt really organic and it felt like, I don't know, They start, I, you could almost feel like they were learning from each other in some way. They're becoming, like, there was just something about even having them on set together all the time where they started making their own jokes. They started making their own handshakes. They started doing, like, all this stuff that I was, like, that's cool like that stuff that's not on like the page or it's not stuff that i as a director could imagine like they brought those characters to life at a different place that needed to happen so that you can feel that you know
0: because it feels very earnest when you watch the film that their friendship is very real you know yeah you mentioned how they became friends offset and on so to uh does that mean like someday you're going to try to work with them again did you already tell them we're working again in the future
1: oh somebody in hollywood fund that i would in a heartbeat jump on like them as a duo or them as individuals too to be honest like i would happily work with them anytime like i love working with anthony i love working with zoe they're both so cool and like incredibly talented and um i love their process you know like as actors um yeah it'd be sick i would be so happy even if it's like They just pop in for cameos occasionally like like cool critical roles but out in mind there would there's definitely space for like i'm sure there's so many stories to tell so like and like i would love to find some other script that would involve both of them or even if it's ensemble cast and they're kind of part of it that
0: would be incredible you know Mm -hmm. do you have a favorite character of the movie that sticks out to you Ah, the the robot No, that's like my
1: funny, goofy answer, yeah. But like, really? yeah, that, that character's cool. I, you know what's cool about that? My friend, Angie, who's an animator, is the voice of that computer. And there was something cool about giving her her first voice acting gig, you know, like that. And so I think like I was very sentimental about that character particularly. And also because as a, in a story sense, it's like kind of what personifies and make the ship like a character. Like it's almost your third character in that those scenes where you're like it's really Jane and Adam but then you have this little little robot guy <laughs> yeah. like uh, encouraging them along you know like you know and her lending her voice she has such a unique voice so mm-hmm. I was like oh yeah like your voice is
0: kind of perfect you mentioned scenes is there a scene that didn't make the movie that you're kind of like you were sad about but hopefully they'll be in uh- I yeah, if oh, a, a Blu ray gonna... comes out, there'll be extra scenes. Damn, a Blu ray should come out. That would be, I'll, you know, if a
1: Blu ray came out, Peacock, I will provide incredible director commentary and guests. Because I would just have like funny comedians come do commentary with me. Like, I would love to do a commentary of this movie with Hannibal Burris. Like, that would be funny as hell. Like, us two just snacking, watching the movie together, and just Hannibal just riffing on what's happening and me reacting to that. That would be such a funny, like, DVD commentary. Um, A favorite scene that didn't make the film. Um, You know, oddly enough, we we actually ended up shooting more scenes than were on the page. So we ended up, but we ended up needing to use most of the scenes. There might have been just something draggy or something that didn't, like, flow that I just cut out just because... um, you know, it was just, like, a pacing thing, you know? Like, I wanted to hit a certain pace, you know? The, the movie has, like, a really strict sort of rhythm to it, you know? Like, if you if you don't, like, let the rhythm flow, like, the movie kind of, like, ends up not, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, like, yeah, sort of like, an album But you kind of want to have every song on a, a perfect album, like, hit a certain way and, like, transition smoothly and you're, like, have, like, Sometimes it's like, oh, like this flows into this or transitions or sometimes it's like abrupt and you want it to be. So like I was looking at almost like album curation where it's like, oh, yeah, like I just need to make all the scenes sort of low, you know, and so I don't know. I don't feel like there needs to be I don't need, I don't need the world to see the behind the scenes <laughs> shot that we cut really like I think the film is as. Perfect as it can be in terms of my my own take on it. That's amazing.
0: So if you were the last now streaming on Peacock, what's next for you? Uh, are you getting behind the scenes again for some music videos, stand-up comedy? What's uh what's uh, next for you?
1: I mean, I'm I'm uh, developing a few feature projects, and um we'll probably hear more about those soon. Um once people are ready to make announcements for it. I mean, the She and Chong movie got announced, yeah. Um, so can't talk about it too much but what a, what what amazing that's gonna be amazing <laughs> i feel like i'm so so the guy for cheech and chong but you know we'll see
0: we'll have to have you back on when that comes out yeah for sure so christian now uh, lastly now how can the listeners the viewers find you on social media to keep up with you with uh, especially oh, yeah. like i said lately on instagram you're blowing it up about the movie
1: <laughs> yeah if you want to see me post with reckless abandonment, about my joy, about the film. You can follow me on Instagram. It's k r i s m e r c Chris Merck at Instagram. Just follow me, like stuff, share it. Go watch the movie on Peacock. I really would love it if you did watch it. Go to Letterbox review it. That would be cool. I like, the Letterboxd reviews are fun. Yeah, that's right. I you
0: know. I I had an account, but I still don't. I mean, I don't use it all, all often. Oh, don't worry. Uh, I'm gonna I'll, I'll, I'll go on it just for you. Oh, bless! Yeah, like there you go. There you go. Little,
1: the the man cave chronicles review on there. there that would
0: be sick. Maybe. Christian, I want to thank you for giving me this today. This was great, and like I said, let's get you back on for uh, future projects. Thank you, man.
1: Appreciate it. Thank you.
0: That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC podcast. And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time.